Hi there. Hi. I'm a mess today. I am a mess. out of the studio one week and my tongue's not working. <laughs> Why? Do I don't tell. Know. I don't know. Uh, it is it's quarter to two. Welcome to the podcast edition of the show. I am not in the kitchen. I am now allowed back in the studio because I had a negative COVID test, thankfully. And uh, I was working on the on-air show and I had to do a break like five different times. Um, I couldn't put the words together. Now, granted, it's so when there's, and we're going to talk about this, this complicated subject and it's easier to do in the podcast than it is on the air because in the air I have a lot less time. And to condense it and make it succinct and do my best to get my point across with enough information to make it all make sense, it just wasn't happening after a week off on a Monday. So, <laughs> Well, I am also a mess today, so it's going to be fun. It's going to uh, be fun. I'm going to guess that, uh, by the way, Alex is here with us. Derek Chase and the fam. Thanks for being here. You uh, you should have no audio problems as we, uh, as we roll with this here today because, again, back in the studio. Thanks for tolerating a couple of misses last week and a day of bad audio. But uh, it's good to have you with us. I'm going to guess, Alex, that you got that uh, Thomas and, uh, and crew, you guys are going to pass on coming over Thursday? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to talk with my... So um, our conversation was interesting because I feel a little guilty and that like um, I, I, we had thought about going to my brother's house. And I know that my brother's not technically a part of my household, but I see them at least once a week because of my nephew. So I, ca- I continued seeing my family and um, but as Thanksgiving came around, it was like, well, should I go to my brother's house? Everybody is saying, don't go with your family. And even if I do go see them, it would still be like at max six of us, you know, like yeah. no more than like five adults. Should I be going? And I'm like, I felt guilty about it. And so I said, all right, well, I'm just going to buy. I can't bake a turkey for shit. So I'll just buy a ham and <laughs> buy the ingredients and I'll just do it in my house. And then when I was talking to you, I'm like, well, if Eric didn't have a problem with it, that was literally what I was saying. Oh. <laughs> like that was how I conceptualized. I hold you to a really high standard of like always doing the right thing. So I'm like, if Eric was cool with like small gatherings, then maybe I can't go to my brother's house. <laughs> uh, if I invited Alex over to, uh, as, as you were thinking of what you were going to do, I, I, I figured I'd extend the invite to you because you're you and Thomas have had some losses this year. We and have. It was going to be like a bit. It could be a less somber Thanksgiving, so I figured I'd, I'd invite you guys over. And yeah, you're you, you guys are the safe crew, and and that would be it. But the more time that you wait to give me a decision, the more likelihood of, of having pizza on Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, I'll still bring. I mean, I'm still cooking like at my own home, so that we have something there for um thursday and then friday and saturday so I can okay bring you all right food. well just let me know i did a because I, I went to kroger today because i i have few, we we are not biggest party night of the year kind of people anymore mm-hmm. but um now it's gonna get shut down early this year anyway or be at a lot of people's homes but mm-hmm. if you want to do the the supermarket version of that uh, go to Kroger or Meyer or anywhere <laughs> tomorrow or Wednesday. So I went this morning after the gym at like 930 and it was much busier than on a usual Monday at 930. So uh, and, and I I know who's getting coal in their stocking. I don't know who who specifically the person is, but someone is getting it based on what they did this morning um, with my Kroger. So I got my what basket of, I got my basket of stuff I uh, I wanted to get some some bullet and I did I go to the self-checkout and my my basket was full and don't don't fret like don't give me the look I give you when I see your basket full of stuff at the self-checkout and I just smack my lips together because I know that you're not fast at self-checkout like I am <laughs> but my basket was full I didn't <clears throat> I didn't have anywhere to put the um, the sale, the whiskey sale, in my basket. So I put mm-hmm. it on top of the uh, the self checkout. Mm-hmm. Well, I left it there when I left. Oh. And uh, and I when I got home, I thought about you know running back there, but I'm like, let me let me just call. So it's not even a long story short. I called them. I told them where it was, and the customer service lady Sonia said uh, it wasn't there unless she checked the wrong spot. 
and I wasn't clear enough, but nobody turned it into customer service. So, so much for everybody being in the, uh, you know, in the middle of a pandemic as we're, we're just about to be, you know, eyeball deep in the holidays. So much for everybody else, you know, looking out for one another here. Somebody got my, my, somebody has free whiskey. So you paid for it yeah. and it left it there. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have Shame. to, you have to pay in the liquor store. Shame. Oh yeah. Okay. So here's how I, I, I personally rationalize that. It was my mistake and I don't, I mean, it sucks that somebody didn't take it up to customer service and if it got left there, it got left there. Um, but maybe it was just a sign I shouldn't have been buying that. Santa's watching whoever did that. Right, right. But you, you know what? While, they're, while, while whoever opens up coal in their stocking, they'll be slamming it down with my whiskey. <laughs> That's funny. Um, there's a lot of things. I, I didn't send you something. I thought about it, but I want to save it for the end of the podcast. Okay. And I didn't want to start with this because um, we, we might run off some of, the, uh, some of the audience. But we'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. Did you watch any of the American Music Awards last night? Was that last night? I didn't. <laughs> was Taraji P. Henson the host? She was. Dang it. I wanted to. I only found out about that um, this, I want to say it was like Friday. And I was like, oh, the AMAs are coming. And I didn't pay attention to when they were. And I said, I think I'm going to watch this year because there were some performances that I had an interest in. And plus, I really liked the host. Um, I didn't know about it either. Hold on, just making a couple of notes here. I didn't know about it either until Russ said, hey, can you keep an eye on social stuff for the station with it? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so I didn't watch it, but I followed it because I was, I was watching. I was Netflixing stuff, mm-hmm. but I was following along on, on Twitter and then on the, the AMA uh, Facebook page. And from what mm-hmm. I gather... Uh, it was a pretty good show, and it's That's cool. We need we need less award shows and better award shows. Like I don't, I'm not looking forward to. Well, it's going to be a weird year because of the pandemic, and and some of the mm-hmm. uh, the movie and TV things might get pulled back. But I, we get slaughtered almost now. It used to just be like four weeks. Now it's like after the Super Bowl for six, seven weeks, and then they, they just keep coming. These award shows are endless. But last night it was good. She did a great job hosting. That's good. I really like her. I'm glad they picked her as the host. It was the, her um, Her promo was the, um, you know, the TikTok where they go wipe, wipe, wipe it down, wipe. And, the, and she goes from being in like pajamas to like really glammed out. I was like, oh, that's so cute. I wanted to watch just because of that. Yeah, that was I'm the so way. basic. That was the way, uh, <laughs> that was how, how she opened the show. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the weekend performed with Kenny G in the middle of a highway. <gasps> Kenny G? Oh, was it romantic? Did you want to have sex to it? I, so I didn't watch it. I just know that it happened. <laughs> uh, but the weekend was dressed like <clears throat> like a mummy. At oh. least his face was. And um, so Justin Bieber, he performed with Shawn Mendes, but he so he wore some super baggy jeans and then Katy Perry performed with Darius Rucker mm-hmm. uh, she did a song for, for her dad and she was wearing a Canadian tuxedo can we say that or is that like the n-word I don't think she's wearing an all jean outfit yes I don't think so okay I didn't know if that was offensive now uh, but it was <laughs> obviously that's a like an, a, a late 90s 2000s look the, the, the Justin Britney thing so mm-hmm. it's just those two and I'm wondering if like baggy '90s fashion is coming back. Oh, absolutely! I was just watching. I was I saw an, an article that was done by like Elle magazine or something, and they were doing like a little story on Koreans or on, on style in um, is it Seoul, Seoul, North Korea? <laughs> That's South Korea. Oh, oh, okay. We well, don't. You know, the only is style- that how you pronounce it, Seoul? In, in Seoul, Korea, yeah. North Korea, the only style is uh, is Kim Jong-un <laughs> military attire. <laughs> so um, they were doing a little story on that style, and it was 100% 90s. Like, they really? were showing all the girls and what they were wearing, and it was like we were being sent back to the 90s. And I'm just like, I wore all of these things, and I don't feel like I'm ready for the shit that my parents went through when my mom's like, oh, they're just bringing back what I used to wear. I wore bell bottoms. I wore you know, this or that. And so, yeah. Um, um, I, so like, get wave, go, go through the bell bottoms thing with me again. 
Go through what? Go through the bell bottoms thing with me. Were you saying that's like she wore them again after they had already gone away? Yeah. So no, my mom um, is is the type of mom to remind me of something that I'm wearing that she used to wear back in the day, and how okay. style just repeats itself. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because bell bottoms like came back several times. They were they were part of like uh, the early 2000s too. Like like I guess you'd call were they flare jeans then? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So yeah. what from the 90s that you wore as a kid would you be looking forward to have come back? Uh, I don't know because I don't have the same body that I had in the 90s. So I can't say that I will voluntarily wear. <laughs> I don't even actually I don't have an answer to that. Okay. Yeah, it was it definitely caught my eye last night. And uh, Nelly had a throwback performance and, and it like it was it. I wonder if it resonated with people that country grammar is about 21 years old because that's what he did last night did he was it good yeah he did a great job he did a great job like and he hasn't aged at all he takes great care of himself he's he's killing it on dancing with the stars i think right yes can you take over for a second i need to get that call. Yeah, 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 yeah okay be right back hey hi there hi did you uh, stop us uh i wasn't doing anything because uh i like, I, I can't talk today. <laughs> I, I can't get thoughts from my brain to my mouth and out in coherent ways. So, yeah, I'll just I'll just edit, edit out the silence there. Okay. Um, are you uh, are you caught up at all with uh, with Mandalorian stuff? Yes, I love Mandalorian has quickly become my favorite thing to do on Saturday nights. Yeah, I I'm very pleased as a as a nerd. Like, there's few things like it was disappointing last year. It was up, just things end. Um, yeah, like Avengers ended, Game of Thrones like kind of went out with a whimper, but I, it went away. Like, yeah, those are big nerd things to do. And I was wondering what was going to fill those voids. And at least in the last couple of months, I'm I'm beyond thrilled that my two nerdy space buttons are pressed really hard. Like Star Trek Discovery has truly found itself mm-hmm. and it, it's my favorite thing now. And right behind it, like I know every time I flip Mandalorian on, every Friday, um, it, it's a great watch. It, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of formulaic now, but I'm fine with that. They're introducing characters from the animated shows, which is great. And I have to remind myself while I'm watching it, I have to like slap myself on the hand to put my phone down and not look up and and not look up and see if what Baby Yoda just did was already a meme or a gift somewhere. <laughs> Baby Yoda is so cute. Like part of it though, because the world has just attached themselves to Baby Yoda, it doesn't like I was able to predict and maybe that's just maybe everybody was, but um, one spoiler in the scene in the very beginning when Baby Yoda was trying to fix something that Mando couldn't reach, I knew he was gonna electrocute himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you ever, did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy movies? Oh yeah, it was like when uh, uh, when uh, Chris Pratt's character Star Lord was telling no, or was it Rocket? They were telling Groot to like not hit the button that would blow everything up. <laughs> exactly. And I saw, exactly. I saw it online somewhere. They 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 tweeted it before I could get it out there. But we had the same thought that like, let me see Baby Yoda and and Baby Groot do some kind of like fix it program. Um, but. So I, I love uh, Mandalorian and I, we, I was talking to Thomas this weekend about it and I'm like, the only thing that bums me out about it, I just so happened to pay attention to it when I was, when we were go- going into it. Um, I'm like, this show is only 39 minutes long. Like, that's unacceptable. I need more time. Like, yeah. <laughs> I need more time. Every, I think it's different length every week and I was a little... I was just a little disappointed, but it was reality because mm-hmm. the first episode was like 53 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, as as we're watching it, I'm kind of like looking at the clock in my brain going, this is longer than a normal episode. I'm like, Eric, don't get used to this because, you know, that sometimes they'll do a 27 minute episode. But I, I'll say this while they're they're short, they're in a half hour ballpark, like mm-hmm. every minute, like there's no fluff. There's no filler. It's all great content. It is fantastic content. I love every second of it. I really love Mando, and I can't even see his face, but I know who he is. Like I know who the actor is. So I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so attractive. There was the uh, <laughs> I love Pedro Pascal as well, and, and yes. I was. I, yes. I, it's not one of the ones I saved to my phone, but I did see the GIF happening when it was on TV. When they the the soup scene when uh, when Mando <laughs> lifted up his helmet and Baby Yoda was like, "Do it, bitch! Lift it up!" 
And like <laughs> that's the whole internet. Like we were all he Baby Yoda was doing us. Like let's see. Mm-hmm. Um, after people tried to cancel Baby Yoda for eating the eggs a couple of weeks ago, which was why prop devouring the babies of of a of another life form. I don't know. Like of, was it pro life people who were doing that? I it was. Do we know? Lo- of all the things that people get outraged over in the last couple of years, like that one is in the top three of things that have just blown my mind and made me completely irritated. And I'm like, do you not see, like, I realize some of the people in Mandalorian, it's a, it's a sci-fi Western. Like some of these are bad people, but Mando is blowing them away. How about their families who've just lost a loved one? <laughs> but I, when I was watching Friday night's episode of Friday's episode and these spoilers too late. If you haven't watched it by now, you're not dedicated enough. Um, when he was in the school and he put his hand out for the girl to share and the girl wouldn't yes. share. That was a boy. It was a boy? Yep, with okay. long hair. Okay, so, well, whatever. The kid wouldn't share, which was not the coolest thing in the world. Like, share with the baby. He's adorable. Yeah. But then he stole from her. I'm like, oh, the internet's <laughs> going to fucking lose it again. And, and then my friend was like, you know what? He could he could have force choked the bitch. So you know what? It's even. He, it was like a macaroon or something. Yeah, a space macaroon. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it, the camera cuts to Baby Yoda, who's just smacking on these macaroons. Just And it wasn't even like um, he or she took one. Like, they took the whole thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, give yeah. me that bitch. Give yeah. it here. Since, and, you, since you don't want to share. Uh, I don't know if I want, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, or maybe this is a spinoff in itself. Um, it'll. I have given thought to, what will this show be when the baby Yoda runs its course. Like, when he gets delivered. I mean, they're going to have to... By that point, the show will have been built up to a larger universe, and mm-hmm. we won't go to it just for that. But there will be a void, that's for sure. But maybe, at that point, baby Yoda will still be a baby, and we can get... What What won't baby Yoda eat? Or will baby Yoda eat? Because I enjoy watching him, him devour things. And part of the charm of the show is the dad-son relationship that right. is baby Yoda Mandalorian. So... Um, it's cute. Like it's like in the same episode, Baby Yoda spit up the very macaroon that that he or she ate, and Mando like turned around and yes. cleaned up the spit up. He's like, oh god, and like just cleaned it up like any dad would for I, a baby. I completely agree. Yeah, that 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 paternal nature. Like I think it was last week when last week or two weeks ago where Baby Yoda was sleeping on him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like the parental nature of it all. It's cute. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about this Sia stuff. So disclaimer, I don't actually know what's happening. I just saw a little bit of it this morning when I was getting ready, when I was taking my morning, um, bathroom break and uh, I didn't actually click it. So I'm curious. Tell me what happened. What did she do? Thankfully I have, we have more time to flesh it out here than like the 90 seconds I have on the air. Um, so she is making a movie called Music, and last Thursday the trailer came out for it. Debuts in February, it stars Kate Hudson. She plays a newly sober woman who assumes guardianship of her autistic half-sister, Music. Um, that, that character, Music, is played by Maddie Ziegler, who she has worked with a ton. You could argue, whether you want to call them, like, successful, excuse me, successful business partners or friends, like, that is a cohesive, successful relationship. Who, Maddie Ziegler and Kate Hudson? No, and Sia. Oh, I didn't know they worked a lot together. Yeah, like, Maddie's in all the Sia videos, because Sia doesn't do anything in the videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maddie Ziegler's been in those videos for years now. So, uh, Lupita Nyong'o got some heat for this, and Hathaway as well. I remember something a couple years ago when, do you need to get that? Yeah, can you pause? Yeah. So the representation stuff. I remember this, uh, a big one a couple of years ago when there was a mm-hmm. Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart movie and people were upset that Brian Cranston was playing, um, I think, a man in a wheelchair. Oh, I didn't know that had backlash. I could see it, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, people were upset with Sia that she didn't cast uh, a qualified, I'm going to be as careful as I can with the words here, and I don't mean, intend to upset anybody. This is one of these things where... I might not do it, but I completely understand why certain decisions were made. Um, she, people were upset on Twitter that she didn't cast a qualified 
autistic actress for the role that went to Maddie Ziegler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she started cursing at the critics on <laughs> on Twitter. Well, that's uh, not helpful. <laughs> yeah, like I, her cursing at people is completely indefensible. Uh, I cast thirteen neuroatypical people, three trans folk, and not as fucking prostitutes or drug addicts, but as doctors, nurses, singers. Fucking sad. Nobody's even seen the dang movie. My heart has always been in the right place. And with people's desire to cancel people over the last handful of years, we have really lost sight of you know looking at the intent. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, this thing always comes, I, I get it. Representation is important to a lot of people. Um, I want to, I want to set up some bound. I'm going to set up some, look, I, I, my words aren't working today. I'm going to set up some boundaries, um, t- before we move any forward with this. Mm-hmm. If you were going to work on a project, if you had a project to work on and you had a couple of choices, you could work with, um, a friend or someone who you've successfully worked with in the past, but that might be at the expense of the greater good and maximizing your platform. Because that's basically what Sia's decision was here. Okay. And then uh, I totally forgot the other thing. I'm, I'm, I'm completely worthless here today. I'm so, Oh, I remember. I'm sorry. There's a new Marvel show that's coming out oh. whenever down the line. It's, the character's name is Moon Knight. And I'm a big fan of it. Um, he is like Batman, but his thing is, and they've really, they've really hit this hard the last five to seven years, obviously with the growth and, or, or the desire to, to beat up on mental health stigma. Um, he's schizophrenic. Uh, mm. am, I, am I? He's either schizophrenic, part schizophrenic, or dissociative identity disorder, multiple personalities. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot in that. And... Mm-hmm. Um, the people, there were big names that were rumored for it. Uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, David Diggs, the, the Hamilton guy. It ultimately went to one of my very favorite actors, Oscar Isaac, who I'm like a uh, thousand uh-huh. percent certain doesn't have any of those. Maybe he has bout, bouts with depression or whatever, and, or he's had some, some mental health woes in the past. But none of those. Um, I know that Joaquin Phoenix is a little eccentric, but I thought he did a wonderful job depicting a, a mentally unwell person in the Joker. And mm-hmm. so I, uh, this almost becomes a chicken and the egg thing. Without more representation, unknown but talented and qualified people can never become known commodities. But you need known commodities to draw attention to projects. Like this, this, this Moon Knight thing, like I would have been fine with whatever, but I'm really happy that it's a favorite actor of mine who I like a lot and is pretty well known that will draw people to this character and lift it all up um, if it was an unknown I might not be as drawn to it but I'm certainly not upset that it's not someone who's uh, befitting of representation but I get it if you don't give those people roles they can never become known commodities that's true and I I, I, I see what you're saying and I, I agree with you um, I'd be interested to know you know, did Sia do anything meaningful in bringing um, folks with autism to the table to um, educate? So was it Maddie that plays the half sibling? Yeah. So did Maddie, how often did Maddie meet with individuals with autism to get their perspective so that she could play that role a bit better? Funny that we're talking about this. I was actually watching a documentary this weekend and I know you don't like documentaries, but I was going to send it to you anyway, because I thought it was that good and it was kind of up your alley. It was called um, Crazy Not Insane. And um, they were, there was uh, people with disassociative disorders or multiple personalities. And um, Robert De Niro played a character that had had a disassociative disorder or something of that nature. And the um, psychiatrist was sharing her experience of Robert De Niro working for a long time with her and her patient so that he could learn about the accurate way to play that role. Right. And those are the meaningful things that I look for. Um, I do think that there probably are some actors um, with autism that she could have picked though. And I feel like, you know, we're, I feel like we're getting to a place in acting where those things are happening. We, we've been like binging American Horror Story and we're watching Coven. And in Coven, which came out years ago, one of the witches had Down syndrome. And she wasn't, not one time did they speak about her and having Down syndrome. Not one time did they make fun of her. They treated her like a regular, like, you know what I mean? That her acting role was not surrounded at the fact that she had a disability. Um, 
And so I slightly disappointed. I do feel like they could have picked somebody that, um, that was autistic. Um, but there's also other roles. There's a show atypical on Netflix where there's an, it's a journey for this young man who's autistic in college now and having a girlfriend and having sex and doing all these things. And it's a, the actor is not an autistic male. Like he's, he's, um, average. Um, I don't even know the appropriate term. I feel like average would be the appropriate term. I think, uh, I think they called, uh, able, able, able. Okay. They Thank called. There, there was somebody sent me an article. Sorry, I'm a mess today. Like, <laughs> it's something it, the abled's. Like okay. literally, they they have a name for people who don't have any kind of affliction. I but I believe you know. I also am one of those people where if you're casting somebody in a trans role, like there's tons of trans male and female actors and actresses that you can choose for that role at this point. If you're picking somebody for um, an ethnic role, there's probably tons of um, people of color that you can choose um, or people from some sort of ethnic group or background. I know we talked about Gal Gadot a couple months ago when she was picked for, was it Cleopatra? Yes. Okay, um, I, at this point, like Sia, I get it, you know, but you could, what, what did you do not to cast your friend? Like, did you make any attempts and it's just your friend was the best choice and also make it meaningful at least. And you're already like having to, you're already having to dig yourself out of a hole because of how you responded to it. Well, that, I mean, that, that, that's the inexcusable part. And the article calls an able, abled, A-B-L-E-D-S, abled. So I would also not begrudge her for casting her friend and yeah. like someone who she's had a lot of success with mm-hmm. and people shouldn't get on her for that because that's why I set it up. Like, would you cast your friend, someone you've worked with a lot and have had success with at the expense of possibly maximizing the platform that you have? And it's a tight needle to thread to have both where you have someone who's known, but also somewhat representative. Um, a lot of these times I'm not saying it's right, but, at the end of the day, the money makes the decisions. And Sia might not have had as much say on this as people are giving her credit for. There could mm-hmm. have been like a producer or an executive somewhere at the, at, at the production company and said, cast somebody that people know and like. Like you've heard this, the, the, like the Q rating of someone. Mm-hmm. Like someone's popularity based on, on focus groups and all this stuff. Like they're not getting unknown like people are popular and they draw eyeballs and in a sense like you don't know until after the fact like in this case maybe this thing will become such a big deal and i don't know how much research her and other people put into learning about autism and whether maddie ziegler will play it well uh whether that was included in the daily beast article or not i'm not sure if they did uh People weren't complaining about that, or nobody was defending Sia in that regard, because I think people just wanted to, to yell at things. But maybe Maddie Ziegler, who was, I guess, in, in beyond, I mean, she did the Dance Moms things or whatever she was for. Maybe she is a super talented actress in the making. I mean, these people mm. do. Well, people do act. Actors and actresses play other people for a living, but maybe her doing this role will create a quality product that will raise the that will raise the profile of people wanting to learn more about autistic people and how they can help them or be a part of that community in whatever way, rather than a complete unknown who, while maybe talented and qualified and autistic, might not draw the attention and it might not be, it might not reach the critical mass audience as it would with more known commodities. So I have an example. First of all, I don't know if I would have done all of this for Maddie Ziegler. Like, I don't think that she's that well known. It's not like she's Zendaya. You know what I mean? Where you have to, you know, where you're like, I have to have Zendaya. Like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm curious what Maddie Ziegler's response to this is because there have been some actors and actresses that have walked away from roles and said, you know what, I'd like to walk away from this because I know that there's a ton of qualified individuals that meet these, that that live this life that can play this role better than I. I doubt she's going to do that though because she's young and especially if she's trying to build her career. But one um, example that I can give where I felt like it was done the right way was... Um, Jesus was Emily Blunt in A Quiet Place and her husband when at Quiet Place when they are quiet or whatever that horror film is where the their daughter was deaf and it was right. an actual deaf actress 
that was playing that role. And they capitalized on that in their um, marketing of this movie. Like there was this this actress had done a ton of interviews and there was a lot of awareness brought but to she, she the deaf community. She wasn't the star. That's and this is I how, feel like she was though. I feel like she well, was. Whole, she was definitely top three. N- well I know, but that's that's not the star I mean. Like nobody went to the movie to see her, but they mm. left the people did go to see her. But it's John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. That gets your attention. Sure. And then you and then you leave the theater going, I, I forget what her name is. I think it's Millicent, I think. Maybe. You leave the theater going, Wow, she's great. I can't wait to see her and other stuff. Yeah. People You definitely left the theater remembering her over, I feel like, Emily Blunt and her husband. But definitely. You, di- you didn't go. You might not you might not sure. have gone if she was the lead name as opposed to the others. And that I believe is is the, the best way to thread the needle here. You give people who you hope will have larger roles, as you pointed out, trans actors and actresses, uh, those of, of different ethnicities who fit roles. Um, mm-hmm. Give them side parts and then let them grow into stars. Now, uh, I looked up some things real fast there. So Maddie Ziegler has a, uh, like 1.3 million followers on Twitter and 13.7 million on Instagram. So mm. she's got a following. And like I said, it's... It, it, she has worked with her a long time. They're probably good friends, and I'll never begrudge somebody for, for, for working with their friend again. But you bring up the good point of like, make sure this person is prepared for this role because you know, you're going to get this criticism. And then one more counter to what you said, um, people who have stepped away from roles, I wonder if they've done it because of the integrity that they felt. Or they just didn't want to deal with the internet anger. Oh, I, oh, both. I'm sure both. I mean, to cover their ass. Because th- you have to think about what this could do for Maddie. Like, Maddie has to think about it in um, this could really, like, set my career or this could ruin my career. It, you know what I mean? And that I, f- I feel like that's a really important um, I don't have the answer. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily have the answer for her, but it's going to be really interesting how this goes. And I, I would disagree. I don't think that a friend should be hired over a qualified actor or actress. Um, and this, I mean, and I also feel like eh, Maddie's not that, she wasn't that big. Like she may have 13 million followers, but that's, I feel like Instagram, that's a certain market compared to the movies, like compared to the, you know, film. But, that stuff translates to the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And to rewind, qualified, especially when we're talking about this, this world of art, it's mm-hmm. very subjective. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, uh, people will, will skew towards their friends. Other people who might overlook that and go, I want to do something for the larger cause here, might... Mm-hmm. Say, look, I know we're buds and everything, but we've worked together a ton. I'm going to go this direction and give this person an opportunity. So, again, sure. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I, I don't know what I would do. I don't know yeah. if, if people who are being critical are, if they were in Sia's position, would do what Sia did. Because only one person can be in the position at the time. I'm just saying I understand it and there are far more factors in play than, than people are giving credit to. Sure. I, we don't we don't know everything. I would like to think that I would cast a person in the role that has had, you know, especially when you're when it's this kind of role. I would like to consider somebody in the role that walks the walk um, in real life. I would like to think that I would have the free reign to do that. I would like to think that I would not pick a friend over a qualified person. But I don't I don't know. You know, I, obviously we don't know slightly disappointing i think what's most disappointing is how she's responding to it yeah you can't um, curse at people <laughs> and how she's responding to it and i think it kind of ruins her opportunity to learn um, because i think if she does try to shift her messaging behind that and really say okay i'd like to learn from this experience nobody's really going to believe it because your truest and most authentic response is <laughs> the first one you gave <laughs> but um slightly disappointing but I think that there's always like you I mean we I was a little bit rubbed the wrong way if somebody brings in you know artists from outside of the Toledo area to do something that there were tons of qualified Toledo artists for you know what I mean like I would be disappointed with the same thing so you know what do you yeah, I know and and it, and it sucks and the answer is always the money and I'm not sure. saying that that's the right answer but it is the answer and that's a 
thirty-thousand foot discussion about capitalism and money making <laughs> and, and money being the end all be all. I'm not saying it's right, but this is the world that we live in and the game sure. that we play. So um speaking of money, let's Ooh, uh you got some? Uh no. Uh, <laughs> Megan the Stallion has money. She was great last night. And every, every time one of her songs comes out, uh, the, one of the great tweets I look forward to is, how are they going to do this on Kids Bop? <laughs> so, was there anybody upset with the performances last night? Because my kids, obviously. I didn't see that. Okay. I didn't see that. Um, so I, I think it used to be a fun bit on the show when I would read hip hop lyrics. And I think Philip really likes my, uh, it's not that, well, maybe I'm super white and very uncool. I just like different words than most people use. I don't like fall into, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, like cool vernacular and stuff like that. Um, so Philip likes sending me rap, rap lyrics that he envisions me saying and he sent me he's like I want to hear you he's like I was thinking about you reading this Megan Megan the Stallion lyric and then I was asking Bethany about it and there was some a- ASMR thing involved oh and my god so I'm so the the 10 of the dirtiest lyrics from the new Megan the Stallion album and I'll start with the ASMR one and Bethany had to re-explain that to me where people just make noises on YouTube yeah. Okay. Um, it goes beyond that, but yes, there's a in your ears. There's a, there's like stimulation for your brain that comes from sounds. Like it could be words or it could be objects. Right. Um, and it stimulates your brain to to relax it. Got it. Yeah. I I, uh, I used to listen to some meditation things mm-hmm. like that where you couldn't just listen on your device. You had to have your earbuds in because. The audio was synchronized to go in one, to go in each individual ear to maximize the effect. Yeah, I would always put my um, I would put my Bose player like directly behind my head, even but even behind my head so that my ears were risk because I don't like headphones when I'm meditating. All right, so here we go. I'll start with the ASMR one, and I'm gonna say everything in here but the N word. Okay. Okay. Uh, eat my coochie. Let's make a movie. <laughs> N-word. I'm talking ASMR. Let me hear you chew it, N-word. The only L I hold got that V right there next to it. My pussy type. I might let him add some stretch to it. No, 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 no more. No more. A a couple more. Like, some of this stuff isn't even in English. Like, for instance, this one. This is in the song Intercourse featuring Mustard and Pop Can. Finger in the pussy, dat a pre-warm-up. Gial, me sperm thick, me feed pone walnut. Uh, here's another one from the song Sugar oh Baby. He said, let's make a movie and nut it so quick we made a story. Oh, God. I'm hot. I'm hot and not in the sexual way. Like, I'm fucking one, temperature from laughing. What's the number one? I'll go to the number <laughs> Right, here we go. This is like a whole paragraph. This is on Cry Baby featuring the baby. Um, lay on my stomach, toot it up. Do the cry baby. Look back, hold it open. Now he annihilated. Moaning like a bitch when he hit this pussy. Damn, oh, he probably want to wear my hoodie. Choke me, spank me, look at me, thank me. If I give it to another N-word, he'll hate me. Spit, slurp, give him that work. <laughs> Fell too fast for me. Now the N-word hurt. Deeper, deeper, I need a reaper. Thought I was in trouble. How he tearing them cheeks up. No, Jesus. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I will say that I'm, I'm getting, I guess I'm getting older. I don't know. Like Megan the Stallion is a step too far for me. Like Cardi B was also a step too far for me. And I don't really listen to her that much like I will not actively go to Spotify and listen to like a Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion um, mix or their like their top hits or what have you because of that and I'm like Jesus I guess I have limits too <laughs> and, oh man and, you know this is a good thing to tie back to, to last night when Belle Biv DeVoe was out there they did they did Poison and mm-hmm. you were like you're just too young but I was I was a, a kid when 
and you hear it now. You, you hear this kind of talk. Like, I get it. This is a, a different kind of level. But that's mm-hmm. obviously the uncensored version. What do you think the uncensored version uh, of Do Me uh, <laughs> sounded like? And a lot of other songs that people grew up listening to. And like Floyd always talks about, like him and Tiana would be singing these songs. And you don't know what you're singing, but the words are coming out of your mouth. There was definitely a couple that I used to, um, like, bob my head along to that I was embarrassed to listen to and, and show my mom that I enjoyed. It was like ludicrous fantasy um i still love ll cool j um doing it yeah (laughs) but i won't really listen to it unless i'm in the car by myself like there's still songs that i will turn that when me and my mom are out and about i'll change it just because i'm like i don't i don't i can't do this but um yeah that's and what the i always come back to this and i think i was just so frustrated at the response and maybe it's two different audiences. You tell me if it's two different audiences. These award shows are done on TV now in a different way. I feel like people are watching. Has there been any kind of backlash similar to J-Lo and Shakira at the Super Bowl? No, but you're getting like a fraction of the people watching. Yeah, okay, different audience. Because I thought that Super Bowl performance was so cool and like cultural and people really got to see performances and dances and um gestures and everyone's like oh my god my children i'm like fuck your kids lady <laughs> like it, teach the kids some culture i yeah yeah no i know it, it i mean there's just it goes back to problem with a lot of this country there's just too yeah. many people here with disparate views which is should be good because they should be teaching opportunities like you just mentioned about the cultural aspects of that but everybody wants to hone on and like my kids shouldn't see that and every time i hear that that it's and i know that people can be critical of me for thinking this and saying this but every time i hear what about the kids i'm like i don't know maybe you should fucking parent your kids and stop being so fucking lazy like you can't i came across a great thing uh there was a book called the coddling of the american mind um, it, it was a brilliant book talking about how, you know, it, it, it's basically the the, the um, organic birth of cancel culture that came out of a, a lot of uh, colleges and places of higher education. But the one line that I take out of it so much is prepare your kids, don't protect them. Yeah, I agree. I definitely yeah, I agree with that. You're not alone on that, at least not with me. Um, I was frustrated with that response and the many responses, but you know, what are you going to do? Was that the, was that the part of the show that you wanted to do last so you didn't lose your audience? Yes. <laughs> Look, uh, no, nobody wants to hear me saying pussy and all that other stuff. And I, there was a, one in there. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. There's one, not a whole paragraph, but one lyric. I was like, oh, that's interesting. The nutted line. So you're not a you're not like a dirty talker, huh? It's not your thing. Not that like if we put if we put um, Megan the Stallion at a ten, I'm more like a six or a seven. Oh, that's pretty high. Yeah, yeah, mm. and I, and I've gotten more like that as I've gotten older. Oh, um, but that's that's personal stuff. I mean, I have no problem talking about it, but <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants to hear that. I think it's interesting what people are always curious about related to their personal life, and then. Um, you don't really, we don't talk about that stuff. And so it's like, what, what is known and what is not known? There's a couple things that I learned that I never thought that, that I thought the complete opposite of and I had always had until somebody else spoke it out loud. And I'm like, really? What do you mean? <laughs> um, nor, like a, there's, there's norms in your head as far as, um, like, so some people would probably be like, I thought everybody dirty talks in the bedroom. And it's like, oh. no, nope, actually. But that's a norm that you have in your head. And because you don't talk about it, you never, you're never going to know what other people do or do not do. Right. No, I get it. I get it. I guess I'm a little more o- open-minded where, like, yeah. it, it takes a lot to surprise me. <laughs> um, you, you don't ever talk about, like, what, what shows did you watch as a kid? Mm. I like don't know. Ca- cartoon like, shows, animated stuff? Oh, yeah. Like, I watched Doug and uh, Rocket Power. And I don't know. I can't, I can't name. Did you? I watched, like, Saturday morning, like, Pepper Ann and Recess and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, did you, do you have Hulu? I do have Hulu. Oh, I watched Animaniacs yesterday. Yes. <laughs> 
I watched that yesterday. What did you think? I thought it was funny. I, I enjoyed it. I loved the humor. Like in the beginning when they were like, your first line is the most important. And they kept cutting off the sister. Right. <laughs> but I thought, it, what did you think? I thought it was cute. I didn't watch it. And I, I, I know the show because it would come on like after Batman the Animated Series when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I never watched it. But I was always very familiar with it because I would see all the promos and stuff. And I saw a lot of people buzzing about it. And they were very excited and nostalgic that, that it hit Hulu uh, on Friday or whenever it hit. Yeah, yeah, I watched it uh, for this nostalgia purposes. Although, ironically, it was not something I watched when I was a kid because it just wasn't on, on my favorites list. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't watch Ren and Stimpy because I thought they were gross. <laughs> like, I watched know. a little bit of them. I didn't, I didn't watch those things. Like, barely watched Pinky and the Brain. I did see a commercial, though, for a movie, for a Ben and... What's the... What's ben the mouse? 10? No, what's the mouse and the cat? Cartoon. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. There's yeah, a Tom there's and Jerry movie. movie coming. I'm going to watch that. It looks funny. Did you ever watch Rick and Morty? No. Okay. Uh, people have told me that I would like that. <laughs> no. Because I guess it's, it's very, very adult and it, it's very like my sense of humor. Yes. Um, did, I, I don't think we have time to get into it now, but we can, we can do it tomorrow. Did you see the, the aging story that's come out? Like these oh. Israeli scientists... They treat aging as a disease, and most diseases are treatable and curable. And they believe they found something in cells to make them do the opposite of what they do that causes aging. And they believe they've corrected that. And because of everything going on in the world, it's been very much overlooked. And I'm like, that's a big deal. Um, I watched uh, something, um, and they were going over the study on aging, and they were going... um, what is it? It's called blue communities or something like that, where there's communities where they have large population, more than like they have a certain number of people in the community that have survived over a hundred. And so those communities then get studied to find out what they're doing differently than all the others to keep, to have people living for so long. Um, And I think um, things like this come from that. That's interesting. No, I didn't hear about that at all. I heard there's another person in the coronavirus vaccine race. Like there's another school. It's like a school or something. So it's now Pfizer, uh, Moderna, Moderna, and one other that is not, that has a vaccine that's ninety percent effective. Uh, I'll send you that story because it was fascinating to me. And then, conversely to that, I I was fascinated by the science of it. And it's got to be ten thousand words long from the Atlantic, but I didn't read the whole thing. But I got enough of it. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a very long story about this woman, I think in Denmark, who. Italy? Denmark. Oh. <laughs> there's, I heard there's an Italian communities oh, that uh, have a lot of those people. Old people? Over 100. Over oh, 100, yeah. No, this is like the, the, the contrast of that. So I, guess oh. it, I think it's Denmark where they can do all kinds of uh, Down syndrome testing in prenatal stages. Oh. Mm-hmm. And there is a woman who does all kinds of advocacy and she takes a lot of calls from people who have had a diagnosis of Down syndrome during their pregnancy and she was talking all about it and you know it talked about the termination of pregnancy and it dives really deep into something that I'm utterly fascinated by because if you think we have like moral dilemmas now like we're inching with that stuff we're inching closer and closer to like designer humans mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what's the G word? Genetic? Uh, yeah, not genetics, eugenics, eugenics, Eugenics. where we're like designing human or taking out their flaws and things like that. And it, it it even like it's 10,000 words. And I read the first 3000 and was skimming through the rest, but it talked about like, what, like if you could test for schizophrenia in, in, in during pregnancy, um, and granted there's different shades and degrees and levels of of life quality with certain things and what we can and can't treat. But it's like, what if there's like, you know, serious mental health issues that you can, you know, do you terminate that pregnancy? It, it's it's mm-hmm. wild stuff. It's wild, wild stuff. And I've always been fascinated by, by that because I think in our lifetimes, you know, we're going to have some serious moral dilemmas about, you know, how invasive we can be during pregnancies. Like, it's like, hey, I can fix that. I just, um, and we can have this conversation on another podcast, but I've had an argument with more than one person um, about 
the COVID vaccine. Like when the COVID vaccine is, when it's being administered, are you going to take it? And I've been called irresponsible because I said, no, I'm not going to take it right away. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it, it was, they were coming from a, they're like, is that moral and that, and this and that. And I'm just like, don't put your, your, you know what I mean? Like, don't put that on me. And it, but it's, it's, this is going to be really interesting. And I, I forgot who I was talking to. And they said, well, what if your employer makes you get it? And I'm like, first of all, no, I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, this is the next stage of like, yeah. the, like the next stage of people yelling at one another. This is how, this is absolutely, how, this is how the country divide levels up. We've already had, we had COVID phase one, we had mm-hmm. election, we've got COVID phase two. And when we dealt with the mask stuff over the summertime, the mm-hmm. next level up, the next boss battle is, is the vaccination stuff. And it's definitely going to be the vaccination stuff. I'll, I'll clean up what you mean you just want to make sure that it's safe right i'm i'm not i'm definitely not an anti-vaxxer in any way i would like to make sure that it's safe and i'm uncomfortable with how quickly these things had to come about i understand that they had to come about this quickly but considering you know i'm a black person i'm a i don't have a ton of money for medical needs i have a um a disease that I live with on a daily basis. I'm like, I'm not getting that, that shit right away. Like I'm going to watch it for at least a year, you know, maybe a little bit more, um, until I'm comfortable, my doctor and my, myself are comfortable with doing it. And I think that, you know, getting to a point I've already been called irresponsible for not getting it right away. And, uh, well, what about me? And what about, what about protecting me and my family? And I'm like, if you and your family get the vaccine, then what the hell does it matter? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you, uh, you're not in the age group to even have to worry about it anyway, so. Well, I'm in the, I'm not the elderly, I'm not a first responder or the elderly, but I'm immunocompromised. Right. So I would still be ahead mm. of everybody else. But for the fact that I'm immunocompromised, I'm not getting it. I'm like, no, I'd rather wait. <laughs> did you ever see? Uh, did you ever see the the old horror movies, the, the Hellraiser movie, the Pinhead guy? Yes. Yeah, you can do that uh, to me with the vaccine. <laughs> like, I'll be. The, I will literally be the first one in line, and I'm the perfect person. I believe because, it. Like I don't have family or anything mm-hmm. like if something goes awfully wrong like obviously people would be affected but it's not like i have a wife and kids who who would be like lost without a person in their life it's like i have nothing so like just stab me with needles until we can get this thing right if this is it's gonna be honestly mark our words it's gonna be really interesting the people you know shaming one another for getting oh, the vaccine yeah. or not getting the vaccine and then um folks who are going to be upset that they're like at the last at the end of the totem pole to get the vaccine so like the vaccines go live and they start getting administered to folks in January and you're not getting yours until the next until the following March you know and you're upset because everybody else is getting it before you like guaranteed it's going to be really interesting and I I'm I've already experienced it a couple times so Yeah I I my most desire my most hope for tweet is for uh, Gretchen Whitmer to say, looking forward to all of Michigan getting vaccinated and just watching people go nuclear. There, yes, absolutely. That that is going to be interesting. I would. Do you think though the people who don't want to wear a mask are also not going to get the vaccine? You think there's going to be a correlation between the two? I I think you're in the ballpark there. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I I yes, and for Vera. Only because there's a lot of factors involved. Because mm-hmm. um, some people might be like deeply for their, they think their constitutional rights are being violated, mm-hmm. but they believe in science. I, I don't. I think there's a lot going on, but there will be a lot of correlation there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have Janet with us tomorrow. Ooh, we will. What time? Uh, probably three o'clock. Okay, sounds good. All right, All right have a good rest of your day. Bye.